And like, dude, I'm like, honestly, I'm 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 loving this album, Absolutely. like like through and through. And the, every time, like literally every time I listen to it, I'm just like, <sighs> just more, just more. And it's like, you know, it's just genuine because he's like literally just talking about to his friends directly. And he's like, I he's like, I just want you to be comfortable in your skin. Like, if you can't even just be comfortable in your skin without some of that in your system, like, dude, like, you know what I'm saying? It helps to know I'm not trying to offend, but I know depression and drug addiction don't blend. Reality distorts and then you get lost in the wind. And that is so the combo technique is all to defend. One thing about yeah. your demons, they bound to catch up one day. I'd rather see you stand up and face them than run away. I understand this message is not the coolest to say, but if you down to try it, I know of a better way. Meditate, meditate. Welcome to COTM episode 17? Yeah. Climb, climb, climb. 17. Um, today we are going to be going over hearing from God, hearing Him, uh, hearing from Him um, in you know the different mediums that He uses to communicate with us, um, how He reveals His character uh, through communicating with us. Um, and even times where maybe we feel like he is not communicating with us, um, and, uh, you know, maybe unanswered prayers. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into the good stuff today, and, uh, I'm super excited to be back. Thank you guys for tuning back in. Without further ado. Let's get a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Um, I thank you for my two brothers uh, sitting with me right now, Lord. Um, I pray that you just have your way in this room. You have your way in our words and our thoughts um, and ultimately in this conversation so we don't speak to the people and to the listeners, um, but you do it, Lord, and, and you do it in a mighty way that uh, that they know it's you, and they, they know that you're tugging at those spaces in their hearts where uh, we can never reach as uh, as humans. Um, you are, your strength is made perfect in our weakness, Father, so I, I pray um, that we aren't afraid to be vulnerable in this space, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So, the verse I wanted to start us out on... Um, on the episode of hearing God's voice was uh, Matthew 4, 4. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, 
but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I wanted to open that up and really just kind of ask you a question of you guys. What does that verse really mean to you? Can I take a look at it? Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was... Uh, you said 4-4? Four, 4-4. Four? Four, four. For me, it was... Uh, um, I went through... Yeah, I could say a rough patch of just kind of sitting there and being overwhelmed by life and uh, how God was kind of stretching my capacity to be able to um, communicate with people in the church, communicate with you guys on how things are going, communicate with my girlfriend, communicate uh, to family members and then just friends in general. And I'm somebody who is very... Uh, not necessarily closed off, but I like to have my own personal time. Yeah. Um, and when I was sitting there kind of trying to respond to the frustration of going through that, um, somebody texted me and said, hey, you know, I was reading this verse and uh, I was reading this chapter psalms 34 and I, and I think it really responded to uh what you were telling me the other day and i was like okay cool like let me go check it out and so i read the verse and um it hit home and i think that's what matthew 4 4 is it, it really hits home and says uh proverbs or no psalms 34 verse 19 many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers him out of them all and it was perfect for the situation that I was going through of just feeling super uh, overwhelmed by many different things. And I think that's what this verse right here, Matthew 4, 4, is telling us of man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Like when you go into the Bible and there's a verse that lights up into your spirit and it allows you to start walking in a different posture than what you were before when you were downcast and you were super frustrated and you were super sad right. or whatever the, the the emotion was and then you go into the word and you read something that's just like oh yeah that's right uh wow like i feel 10 times better like that's when the god really speaks to you um on a different different level hmm. Yeah, to feed off that, um, Jamal Robin, you said that, that that made me think so. <clears throat> Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I just, bread to me equals life, treasures, and worldly riches. Yeah. We can't live off those things. We can't live off the things in the world. So God tells us our desires should not be on worldly treasures, they should be on heavenly treasures. Right. To me, comes every every word that comes from the mouth of God, that's heavenly treasures. That's wisdom. That's you know, that's that's something we should be storing on. That's something we should be wanting and desiring. So that's that's where that hit me. Um, I think that me sometimes I am so stuck in what can I do now here, right? What can I store up now? Where I'm at, twenty four years old today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, what can I do on those days when it's like I need to get started. Sometimes I just need to stop worrying about things and just getting my word. Yeah. Right? I get stuck on simply, you know, one of the simple verses I forgot. The name of the verse. That's a problem. 
um, not stop worrying about the days ahead of you, yeah. right? Stay in the now. Mm-hmm. That's in Matthew. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I struggle with that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm worried about Tuesday mm-hmm. when I'm on Monday. Yeah. So I haven't even received the word on Monday. Correct. I haven't even opened the book for Monday. You're worrying about your problems for Friday already. Yeah. When I should be opening the, the word and God will give me what I need for Monday and right. then Tuesday. And then I'll worry about Friday later. Right. Yeah. That's where Matthew, that's where 4 4 hits me. Um. So, the other night, I, uh, it was when I posted on COTM of, um, like, it was, like, 3 in the morning. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> I was re-listening to our Chase episode. <laughs> so far. Um, and basically, you know, um, it's one of the instances that I will discuss in this episode of recent times that I've heard from God. Um, and that re-watching that, and, uh, well, I guess by the time this episode comes out, Chase will already be out. So in the part where he talks about uh, there's no book that I think you should be reading more than the Bible. Yeah. And as I'm listening to it, I'm at my desk, I have a couple books here, I got a couple books here, and I got a bunch of books stacked up here, and um, I was just like, man, like I'm constantly not only buying more books, um, but trying to figure out, oh, which one do I read next, and like, you know, which one am I going to kind of go with today, and things like that, and you know, I got The Circle Maker, I got Chase, uh, Chase in the Lines, I got In a Pit, um, which are all spiritually based books, but there's still no book that you should be reading more than the Bible. Yeah. And I was just like, ultimately, it just hit, right? I was just like, wow, like, no, like, this is, this is, like, serious. Like, this is serious. Like, I really need to, like, I really need to look at this. Um, so then I went into, um, I went to Bible, the Bible.com. I went to the Bible app website. Um, I found, like, a reading plan on, like, how to read the Bible and I kind of just started organizing and breaking down, but I was like just looking at it in the perspective of like I was trying to read all these other things that were like spiritually related, but that just were not, still weren't the word. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It came from the word. It was fruit of it. Don't get me wrong. So it's not like there was anything wrong with reading those books, but like you know, with what we're doing here, I've been one. I've wanted to read the Bible in its entirety before many times. Two, you know, with what we're doing right now, like I need to know my word more than ever yeah. um and then three what hit me today when i was washing our cars um was just like hearing god um uh, means hearing his voice and voice is only capable with breath um and so that being said is god's voice turns into the world, everything in it, and what is happening from moment to moment. So he's feeding you not only with bread, but he's feeding you with opportunities. He's feeding you with circumstances. He's feeding you with wisdom. He's feeding you with your dad that you need to keep you on this, in the, you know what I'm saying? Like he's feeding you money you know what i'm saying he's feeding you resources he that literally like his breath 
is all is all of this, you know? And so hearing from God, just like you said, um, and this is literally the note, which is why it's perfect that you said that. You said, you know, we hear him way more than we think. Yeah. And his voice is everything in you and around you at the same time. So it's like you're everything you're hearing and witnessing experiencing downloading everything is his voice literally it's literally he created with his voice the heavens and the earth he created the sky and the water and the land the people the animals the plants everything that they do therefore what you're doing is a transformation of god's voice so you sitting there right now in your car seat driving to work to work for him is a transformation of his voice. You trying to figure out your purpose is a transformation of his voice. You trying to have that relationship is a transformation of his voice. Um, You trying to escape and avoid your problems is a transformation of his voice. And so this is what I literally got here. The sound of his voice painted the heaven and the earth, the waters and the skies, mankind, animals, plants, resources, opportunity, and free will. And by saying that, you can literally say, You hear God by looking around you. The voice is in the winds because you need breath in order to speak slash make sound. So I went in dictionary.com right now and I looked up voice. The definition is the faculty or power of uttering sounds through the mouth by the controlled expulsion of air. So read that again. The faculty or power of uttering sounds through the mouth by the controlled expulsion of air. Controlled expulsion. Wow. So, a range of sounds, here's another definition, a range of sounds distinctive to one person or to a type of person or animal. You have your own sound. You are a different projection of his voice than an animal. But I, I, I think to well with that. So you, so you, so you said that all of, every voice around us, you, you would like to think that it's God's. Everything that has happened is created, was created by Him initially creating the world and our free will. Mm-hmm. Him creating our free will, even though that allows us to sin because of our own problems, mm-hmm. is still a product. Gotcha. Of his voice, of his winds that he has created, he blew Columbus over here. I see where you're going, Johnny. You're more, you're more of the because there's things around us that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily from God. Yeah, I but I I think that's where our spirit comes in to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's God. Right. That's not you know I that that well that just goes with how strong your spirit is because there's a lot of things that. And a lot of Christians do this. Oh, God's talking to me. Mm-hmm. It's not God talking to you. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, I, 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 I get what you're saying, though. I, but even the, the tug that you feel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So maybe that circumstance, that temptation, um, yeah, that's not God's voice. Um, or, you know, uh, and we're going to talk about it because I just recently got an opportunity as a, as in following of what we talked about in weed um that it might not necessarily be a temptation it might be an opportunity to build endurance to resist that temptation um and for your teacher to develop you he needs to test you yeah Mm -hmm. 
and you have to either fail or pass those tests, and you need to pass more often than not. And obviously, we're the opposite. You know, when we're talking about man and temptation and things like that, obviously, we're not just talking about math and one plus one equals two. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are tests in order for you to pass. Yeah. Um, I think those tests come into come from the forms of promptings mm-hmm. um, in, in many different forms um, because. The Lord will will prompt us, and the devil will tempt us. Uh, and I think a lot of the times um, it can get very blurry between the two if you're not um, spiritually in a posture of walking by faith and not by sight. Because by sight, the devil will tempt us into directions where we shouldn't be going. Um, but by faith, we'll be able to more respond correctly to the God promptings that, of those tuggings on your heart. And so what I wanted to ask you guys was what stops um, people from responding to those those Holy Spirit promptings? Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because that, that, that just made me, because I, I was just looking at a verse um, that I was just about to bring up, so that goes into a perfect, John eight forty seven, 47. Um, and I think this is as, just as blunt as it gets, so that's why I really like it. Uh, again, John eight forty seven. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear from them and hear them is that you are not of God. Wow. Mm. Mm. I've been through this so many times where I, I'm not gonna say I was not of God because I, I, you know, I do believe. You know, I'm a child of God. I've given my life to Christ. You know, I, I know who I am in Christ. But there have been times where I know I'm not living right, and I know I'm not in a in a space where. I just, I, I'm not living right. And for me to pray to God and ask, ask God for something, and then for me to get mad or expect for him to answer me, and I'm not getting answered all because I'm, I'm not in the right space. Yeah. I'm not living right. God's not going to respond to us not living right. Right. He's not going to, you know, that's, that's not what he does. God could be, God, God can't stand sin. He's not going to stand in the same space as sin. He's not going to do it. So if we're in a sinful atmosphere or in a sinful space, we cannot expect God to sit there and <laughs> sit there and answer us. It's not right. going to happen. And I've seen myself in that area many a times. Yeah. And I think that verse just hits it right on. If we're not of God or if we're not in a place where we should be, why should we expect God to give us the answer we want? Right. Right. I'm not going to receive anything, as a matter of fact. I don't remember what the verse is, but it literally says that if you're not of God, you're, you should expect to receive nothing mm-hmm. from God. Um, and I think there's just, there's not levels, but there's two sides of responding. There's that side where you're not going to, if you don't acknowledge him, you're not going to get anything mm-hmm. of him. But there's also times where you acknowledge him and you're doing what he told you to do and he doesn't respond. And I know we're going to talk about that later, but if we're going to talk about hearing from God, it's hard for our listeners to try to really mm-hmm. understand how to hear from God if right. they don't understand how they are what they're doing isn't allowing them to hear from God. And so to follow that, so you're basically saying what is what separates us from responding to the tug? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I so, I mean, one piece, you know, would be habit, obviously. Um, you know, when we talk about God's portions, how much time are you spending with God compared to how much time are you spending with whatever other God you're serving? Mm-hmm. Um so when it comes to second nature, you're not going to sit there and say, oh, God's te- God, okay, okay, yeah, because you're spending the six out of the seven days doing the exact opposite. 
Um, so you haven't even built up the muscle memory to be able to walk into the gym and just freestyle your workout like that. Yeah, come on. You know, so, <laughs> uh, so, so you need to go with the trainer on that. And so um, that was actually something that um, came to me earlier as well because um, I was um, I was thinking about me and Lauren. And so I was comparing my relationship with Lauren to my relationship with God. But I'm, I'll touch on that later. But there was a piece, a question that came from this episode in it. And so it was, you know, for those that feel they have unanswered prayers. Yeah. Um, and so there's two things that I have to initially question. Um, you know, one of the things is your depth on that prayer. Um, I don't know you, so I'm not going to say that you are deep or are not, or that you genuinely want it or do not. Um, I don't know, so I can't assume that you do. Therefore, the first thing I have to call into question is literally your depth on that. You know, how bad do you really want that certain thing that you're praying for? Or, you know, how bad do you really want something removed from your life or, you know, things like that. Um, the second thing is, all, is also going to be your level of tolerance and acceptance to his will and not yours. Um, and a lot of times, you know, we pray for certain things and you're going, you know, you're asking for things that you specifically want. And why I tie this back is because I think sometimes I wonder, I, I don't know, obviously, but I wonder if we pray for something that we want so bad and it, maybe it's not right for us, right? God maybe has something else for us. I wonder if there's times where he gives us what we're asking for anyways to allow us to see that it's not what we need and that it's not for us. I most definitely think that's true. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, with, with that being said is, you know, when you, you know, it, it, just, go, it just goes back to the muscle memory. You know what I'm saying? You, you have to develop that. Even me, I'm, I just had a revelation. Damn, I need to seriously sit down and read the entire Bible. I need to. If I'm going to say that I'm about this life, yeah. then I literally, I feel like as a requirement, I need to do that. Yeah. Um, and so I only say that to say even where we're at here, we still have so much room to grow um, and so much more muscle tissue to break up you know what I'm saying, to really get to the root of it, um, to grow that muscle. Um, so therefore, you know, if you're not where we're at yet, no big deal because there's people ahead of us and there's people behind us and there's people right where we're at. But that just means that you still have room to grow too. So you got to find, you know what I'm saying, that room to grow. The reason it came into trust and relationships is because I realized that God gives you the tools. He gives you the wood to make the table, but you have to make the table. So he also gives you the people in your life that you need to compensate for your weaknesses so that you can develop that art of submission. Yeah. Um, and so the reason that that tied into my relationship with Lauren, so I trust Lauren, right, from the root of things. Mm-hmm. There have been time, time has tested us multiple times. Right. And we continue to pass those tests, you know, what I'm saying to where it's like I'm confident in my trust in her. I wake up every morning and know, I know genuinely that Lauren loves me as soon as I wake up. So that's the exact same mentality I need to have with God. As soon as I wake up, the first thought I have is 
God loves me. I can text God right now, good morning, I love you. Right? You know, it's the exact same thing. Um, the second part of it was just how balanced me and Lauren are because I'm just like intense passion, almost kind of like unbound energy. And she's like the tactical, analytical, you know what I'm saying? I'll spark an idea, she organizes the idea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she's just like totally like that. But God is like that too, in that he can do all the things we can't do. But he also can do all the things we can do. Um, so he allows us to have very specific strengths so that we can thrive in his glory for those specific things, but develop the humility to actually submit and ask for the things that we can't do, that we need him to do. Um, and hearing from God translates into Lauren being my girl might be an answer to that prayer might be a resolution to my weakness. You know what I'm saying? You guys have this spiritual relationship. Me and her have this spiritual relationship together. We started going back to church together, things like that. He's feeding me, right? He's, he's literally feeding me through her life. Yeah. Um, That's another, recognizing, recognizing your blessings is a, a portion of hearing from God. Um, you, you can't walk through your life 24-7 and have these have these prayers that you're praying about but you're not really looking for the answers in your life um, because if you look hard enough he, he's probably answered them um, and, and I think it comes from or not that it comes from uh, I wrote something the other day when we first talked about hearing from God and um, it says oftentimes hearing from God is uncomfortable because it'll take you into a space that's questioning your own comfort zone. All of a sudden, he's calling you into a deeper space of vulnerability and trust and faith that he's going to take everything that you have, that it's going to take everything that you have and the knowledge that in the physical, you're not enough without him. And so acknowledging the fact that you can't do it without him is probably the biggest thing that you need to understand in trying to hear from God because when you know that you can't do it without him those spaces where you walk into freely of okay I'm going to be very vulnerable if I step into this so now I, I need to know Lord that you're gonna show up and so when you walk into a, a walk into those doors with the posture of God is going to show up you're gonna start hearing from God you're gonna you wouldn't even walk through that door if you weren't responding to the prompting that he told you to walk through that door that is very uncomfortable oftentimes God's gonna call you into an uncomfortable space oftentimes he's gonna call you to Rudy I'm gonna need you to stop smoking weed it's very uncomfortable space but you know God is calling you into a space right um, for for me Jamal you need to stop watching pornography that's a very uncomfortable space I'm comfortable with this yeah what do you mean Lord why do I need to what do you what, what do you mean no, 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 no. you need to walk through this door with a posture Mm -hmm. a vulnerability that I'm going to take you beyond where uh, where you are now because um, you were talking about how um, you know there's people in front of us there's people where we are and there's people behind us um, which is why it's so important to not judge people but at mm -hmm. the same time understand that where we are God wants us to go further right. and where somebody else is he wants them to go further there's somebody he's using to lead us and he's using us to lead somebody else at the same time it's a pull I think Blessings, no, I don't think I know. Bless, blessings come from uncomfortable places. Yeah. 
I think all blessings do because I think if the, if God gives us a blessing that did not come from an uncomfortable position, yeah. we're not gonna have the, we're not gonna want to give God the glory for it. Mm-hmm. If God just hands us a blessing for no reason. Oh, thanks God. Yeah, you know that's cool. No, but if God gives us a blessing after we're done going through hell, mm-hmm. they were like, I'm gonna get on my knees, God. Thank you. I'm giving you all the glory, honor, and praise because you brought me out of this hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what God wants. God's going to give us a blessing, but he wants glory in return. Absolutely. So that's why I think every single blessing, usually it does come from a, a place of discomfort, a place of stepping out of your comfort zone, because God wants that glory. And when we actually step out of that hell that we're going through, yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but I, when I step out of that place, it's like, oh my gosh, God, you really brought me out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really, really did. Right. You gave me the victory. Let me get on my knees and I'm gonna give you all the praise and glory and honor. And I think that that's what he that's what he wants. He deserves it. He's not gonna give us a blessing if we don't prior walk I'll, into I'll the posture of like, Lord, you really, really did it for me. Yeah. He he wants all the glory, so he's gonna wait until yeah. you get to a point of fine, okay, now he understands. I'm going to give him the blessing. Lord, you really, really did it for me. Yeah. That's when he That's when he really wants to uh, to bless bless you. Were you going to say something, Rick? No, yeah, just in the root of, you know, to hear from God, to get a response, you, the praise has to go first. Like, yeah. that, you, you can't receive a reply without sending an original message. Yeah. Just from the root of things. Yeah. So if you want to hear from God... You need to invite him in. Mm-hmm. With that, <laughs> Jeremiah 30, 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Mm-hmm. We just ask and talk and pray to God. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell us things that we have no idea. He's right. going to show us things that we had no idea. Yeah. He's going to tell us things that we have no idea. He's going to show us things that we have no idea. I was looking for a a space to tie this into. I texted Rudy earlier this week, and I was talking to him about, you know, bro, you know, you've been asking me for for football stuff. You know, what are you you going to be going to any camps? You're going to be, what are you going to do for this, that, and the other? And one of the things that I really felt in my heart um, God wanted me to do was to not do anything as the most uncomfortable position to be. Like we just talked about mm-hmm. a lot of the times God is going to call you into an uncomfortable space so you walk into the the through the door with a posture of, Lord, I trust you. Um, and so I texted Rudy, and it was a, a probably a two-minute snippet of Michael Todd, um, and he, he spoke on the... 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 the fact not the fact yeah it is a fact um (laughs) that um king david when when he was a boy he was anointed before he was appointed and um he didn't he didn't have to go vibe for his position in the kingdom they sent for him and one of the things that they sent for him because he was just doing what god told him to do and he was working on his craft and he was building things up um and when I heard that message, I was like, wow, um, they'll send for me. In the vision and the dreams that God has given me, they will send for me. 
and it was almost a space that I had to work up to almost I wouldn't even yeah I would say about a year uh, a little over a year now I had to work up to a space of comfortability of being able to say to people I'm not going to do anything except for what God has told me to do and what God has told me to do is spend time in his word and stay as fit as I possibly can and then he dropped this message on me like a year later, year, a year, a little bit year later. I so I send it to my dad, who is pretty much the person who you know has been emailing people and uh, emailing blah blah blah, doing whatever, contacting agents and all this. So far, absolutely nothing. And I and I send this message to my dad, and I tell him, stop calling people, stop emailing people. I don't know how he's gonna do it, but he's gonna do it. It's basically the gist of the message very next day and I haven't told Rudy this and I haven't um, expressed this I'm not even sure if I want, want to let this out onto the podcast yet or not but I'm talking about it so I guess the Lord wants me to talk about it the very next day an NFL agent contacts my dad and says hey I've been trying to get in contact with Jamal um, I recently um listen to my voicemail this is a message that I that I had left him months and months and months ago um, kind of forgot about the dude actually and he contacts my dad and he goes I've been trying to get in contact with Jamal uh, I think there's some opportunities that I can plug him into that uh, I want to talk to him about where he's at and his physical and his endurance and things like that mm-hmm. and um, and I was just blown away I was blown away by the posture that I had the day before of saying Dad, stop contacting people. Yeah. They're going to send for me. You know how crazy that sounds? Yeah. And how uncomfortable that sounds? Step down, step down the face. Step, literally. You stepped in the river. Stepped into it. Stepped into it in the very next yeah. day. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure how God's going to use this opportunity or whatever. Um, but I challenge you guys to really step out into the uncomfortable promptings that God is calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if it takes a year, it takes a year. If it takes two months, it takes two months. Everybody's different. Something that Pastor Bill told uh, told me um, was my lukewarm might be somebody else's on fire. So do not, so never judge people. Um, uh, please understand that you are in the space that you're in for a reason. God is in complete and full control and he has you where you are for a reason. No, he does not want you to stay there. Um, but at the end of the day, you you are where you are for a reason. Um, so just, just focus on the fact that God is speaking to you, whether you can hear him right now or not, he really is speaking to you. And, um, yeah. Yeah, man. That is awesome, bro. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, um, is just, you know, the question that I ask again is, are you even convinced by your own prayer? And I think that's the point that we as humans have to break through because it's like, oh, I haven't talked to God in forever, right? Yeah. For Let's say it's been years and, you know, circumstances are just real tough and I just don't know what to do anymore. And I'm just like, all right, God, if you're real, you know, prove it. You know, and it's not to say, like, don't test him or anything like that, but in, in, in Chase's episode, which will already be out by now, um, I got to keep reminding myself of that. In Chase's episode, um, I just draw, I just blanked on it. Um, oh, 
my goodness. Are you believing? The yeah, well, I don't even I don't even need to tie his episode back into it. But just, do you believe your own prayers? Because I can, you know, I can think of times like years ago where I just like it's just a simple prayer, not even, not anything like intense, you know, just a very simple like, okay, like if you're real, like this specifically will happen. Yeah. And um, oh, it's just it's just circumstance, right? He's like, oh, you can't um, your faith in God can't be off if you have the job or not. It can't be off the circumstance. You have to believe regardless of the circumstance being in your favor um, first. So, you know, a lot of people need that circumstance to be answered in order to believe. Um, and I can say that because I've been there myself. So I know that if people aren't seeing answered prayers, they're not digging deep enough yet. Um, and, you know, praying is uncomfortable space um, for a lot of people because you're forced to be honest and vulnerable with what's really going on and a lot of people don't even actually know how to address that within them own, their own selves therefore being able to communicate that effectively um even though god knows you better than you us being able to just sum that yeah. into an actual expression of like hey like i really need you in this um because we don't even sometimes maybe people that are there yet they don't even know that they really need him to like work in that. They just know that things aren't going well. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's, I think there's a point of self-awareness that you have to get to. Um, but I, it's just like, if you're not hearing from him, either a, you're not communicating to him. Um, or B, it's just like, you know, you're not, you're not being specific. Wow. Um, being, being specific is something that sometimes, um, no, not sometimes. There's areas where I know I'm, I know for a fact I'm deficient in. Like um, the very first episode we talked about uh, relationships, and one of the things that I felt I was like, man, like I don't even know if there's a girl out there that, mm -hmm. that I'm, that's gonna know where I'm at spiritually, right. or is gonna understand that, and. So I didn't pray for a relationship. I literally didn't pray for a relationship because I thought I'd pray for the wrong things. Right. I literally thought I'd pray for the wrong things. And I, I can stand here today um, with not thinking Shabina's ever going to hear this. This is not to impress her or anything like that. It's, mm -hmm. it's more of just to state the fact that she's literally everything, everything that I could have prayed for and I didn't even know to pray it. Mm -hmm. Didn't even know to pray it. Mm -hmm. So I want to take that in reverse specific prayers mm -hmm. to sometimes you just need to go to God and like, Lord, you know specifically what mm -hmm. I need. And yes. I'm not sure in this circumstance what to pray for. Yeah. So do it for me. Right. And and he will. He absolutely will. And that, this, that was the self-awareness that you had to have in order to know that. You don't necessarily mm -hmm. know what it is you need to ask for, mm -hmm. but you know that you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so wow. you you can give that to him, and that is specific because it's specific to you knowing yourself. Wow. Um, yeah, that's good. And so that prayer, you know what? Your prayer is going to suck the first 100 times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like straight up. Straight like up. Wow. It's going to. And um, when I first started trying to pray eloquently, I would do it in the way that I write things, and I tried to, you know, make it nice and neat and um, persuasive and just big words and impressive. Um, and with all that material, I wasn't 
still wasn't even getting deep enough. Yeah. You know, because that might be enough to pull a human's heartstrings, mm-hmm. but that's not enough to pull his heartstrings because he knows I had more in I had more in me than that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To give to him, and so you know that, like I said, those first 100 prayers are gonna suck. So you have to continue to keep praying. You have to build that muscle just like you build any other muscle. You have to continue to pray so you can say, okay, I suck at this. Or I suck at identifying what I need. Or I suck at, you know what I'm saying? So that you can start to improve on those things. You have to, you know, keep a prayer journal if you need to do that so that you can actually remember the things that you talked about. Um, We don't even... We can't, we miss times of hearing from God. He gave us an answer to a prayer that we prayed a long time ago and we completely forgot because we didn't write it down and we we have other things to think about. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you might have asked for something and two years later, you got the perfect solution and you completely forgot that you even asked for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I guess, you know, back to the self awareness is knowing what you really want and need at the same time. Um, cause you, you, without that, you know, without good, you don't have evil, you know what I'm saying? You need one to do the other. So if you don't know what you want and need, not necessarily what you need, if you don't know what you want or just where you are at in general, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Then that's what you start with. God, I don't know, but I believe that you can do it. So just start working on me little by little. Mm-hmm. Just something. Give me something. Give me a direction to start in. Give me somewhere to walk. Let me know where to go. I will go. But if you aren't actually submitting yourself to that, there is no way. Don't sign up for the army if you're not actually ready to answer that call. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, know what you are signing up for. Yeah. If you are asking for his will, you're going to get his will. And his will might be giving you that thing you're so desperately asking for that you don't even need. Just so that you can see that your way didn't work again. And say, all right, God, fine. A thousand time. I get it. Let's do your way now. God is looking for a heart posture and you can't fake a heart posture. Right. You can fake character. I don't even say you can fake character because ultimately your character is going to fall apart if you're faking it. But, I mean, you, you can fake a whole lot of things, but you can't fake your heart posture. God doesn't look, what is the verse? It says, uh, uh, God looks into our heart or he knows our hearts or something like that. Um, the heart posture uh, that you take into your prayer time so you can hear from God is going to ultimately determine if you hear from God or not. Um, because he, he's speaking. He's speaking, and if your heart isn't aligned to to where it needs to be, you're never you're never gonna get those revelations. Um, um I got a question for everyone, and obviously it doesn't have to be answered, but just thought about before that question. Um, last verse of mine, Luke eleven twenty eight, but he said, "Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it." How often do we hear God's word, but don't put it into action? How often do we read and read and read and read, mm-hmm. but we don't put it into action? Right. How many times do we pray and we hear that tugging in our heart? We know God is pushing us, 
but we don't respond, we don't answer? Uh, for me, I think it's, it's trying to figure out the, not to figure it out, but to, to be flexible in what God wants me to do in that moment. Because a lot of times I'll, I'll be so strict on my regimen of no, I read my Bible first, and then I'll journal, and then I'll read in the circle maker and see what goes on go from there. But sometimes God wants to get some, wants me to get something off my chest so I can be ready to be poured into in those moments. So sometimes he doesn't want me to read the word first. Sometimes he wants me to just journal out and talk to him um, right in that moment. So being in those, those spaces of... Um, I can't respond to the word if I don't read it, Lord, but I need to respond to God's promptings before I respond to like, oh, I need to, I need to read, I need to read, I need to read. Um, but I, I just think that it goes back to uh, um, what Rudy was talking about of just like, yeah, I, I understand that I need to read, but being in the space of, Lord, what is it that you want to pour into me first? Because I can't. I can't go to you full and expect to get filled. Uh -huh. There's no, there's no way. There's literally no way. Yeah. Does that answer your question? I feel like I kind of went around it. Yeah. No, so, perfect. Um, can you re-ask your question? Yeah. You want me to read the verse too, or? Sure. Luke eleven twenty-eight. But he said, "Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it." Question is, how often do we hear God's word? but we don't put it into action? Um, technically, all the damn time. Um, every day. Probably every couple hours. Probably every, you know, pro you know probably every couple minutes. You know, yeah. Like, there's, he's constantly working. Um, and we know that. So, you know, it goes back to state of being, like, you know, get yourself eventually, like, if you want to, obviously, like, don't just do it because I'm saying it, but, you know, if get to yourself to a point of being in that you are just constantly flowing in his current, um, you know, and everything around you is uh, is just attracting that. Um, the energy, you know, stays on that level. And, um, you know, when we're not operating in that way, which probably all of us are not, um, we are not on point, you know? And um, he told me today to hone your senses. Um, sometimes I'm so concentrated on my vision that I forget how precise my touch is. Um, or, you know, or how um, smart and developed my taste is. Um, you know, and it's just like, hearing from him just comes in so many different ways and you know sometimes it's not it's gonna come in a metaphor you know what i'm saying it's not gonna just like sometimes it will be plain and dry boom here it is for you here's your answer rudy there you go yeah and sometimes it's gonna be like uh is this an opportunity or is it a test um you know or um oh i don't know i kind of i kind of like this maybe i should do this um, compared to him just flat out telling you no. Um, and so I think that there's constantly times. There's constantly times where he's doing something, giving us an opportunity. But like I said, if you don't document your own conversations with him, 
or if your conversations are not that real, then they're not going to be ingrained in your brain. The mm-hmm. things that are really going to sit with you are the things that really matter to you and you know it um, because you're probably avoiding presenting it to him in the first place. Um, so he can't operate in it because you have not given it to him to operate on. You have not put it on his workbench, on his table, and said, God, I need you to saw this, cut this, fold this, and do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got to pay the man. For his work, <laughs> like you know, um, you really got to pay the man. Um, yeah. But I think with this one for me is just like you said. We we want to hear from God. We want to be a part of that. You got to know what you're getting yourself into. You want to get into the army. You got to know what's up. Mm-hmm. When we start and when we open this word. When we ask God, this is what I want, this is what I need, what's up? Mm -hmm. That comes with a lot of responsibility. Because this book right here, Mm -hmm. the Bible, is full of wisdom. Correct. Full of wisdom. When we dive into that, when we step into that army of God, we have all that wisdom. Mm -hmm. We're reading it. Now what are we going to do with it? It's one thing to have a whole bunch of wisdom. If you're not putting it into practice... Right. What are you doing? Right. You can be blessed by having all this wisdom, but you, but if you're not putting into action, that's a whole different type of blessing. You're not even touching. Are you walking past the people you feel prompted to pray for because you think it's going to be weird? Are you not responding to or hitting up people on your Instagram feed because you feel prompted to invite them to church, but you think it's going to be weird, so you don't? Putting into practice is is probably the hardest thing about hearing from God because if you don't put it into practice, He's not going to give you something else to do if you haven't done what He's already told you to do. And it, it, you're just going to sit there in this space of frustration and idleness because you can't go forward till you do what He's told you to do. I think that's just our responsibility. I mean, I'm not saying that God is, hey, this is what you, this is your homework. This is what you need to do. Right. I'm not saying that at all. Um, I think this relationship with God is. God gives us so much more just by being here. He wants our time. Mm-hmm. And with that time, he's going to give us so much more. Mm-hmm. But do we have some responsibility in this relationship? Yes, it's just not on God. Yeah. And and that's what I, that's sometimes where I think a lot of us get it twisted is we don't have any responsibility. God's just going to give, 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 give. That's just, that's not how it works. And so I like to think of it like, uh, like a video game, like Mario, right? Super Mario World. When you start the game... Level worlds one through five are available. Obviously, you have to go through them in sequential order, but worlds one through five are unlocked. Once you then complete all of those, six, seven, and eight are then become available to you. You're not ready for the flower Mario yet. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> yeah. can only jump A, B, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. You can jump, and that's it right now. So stick with that, develop that, unlock this world, and then maybe I'll give you the the, the fire flower. Then maybe I'll give you the uh, the underwater, you know what I'm saying, the different things. But then something that I wanted to ask you guys, and you kind of already gave us a little bit of an answer with talking about the football stuff, but, you know, what is, um, what is an unanswered prayer? Maybe unanswered. Maybe it was answered. But in your identification, what is, you know, something that maybe maybe before you don't have, may have to give me something right now, but it could be something from before that you felt like was an unanswered prayer. So like for me, for example, 
when I was at Verizon and I was looking for job opportunities and I was trying to find the right job to balance this, my business, things like that, you know, and I presented myself to our father and I said, God, put me in the circumstance that is fit concisely and conducively to my success. I don't care what that looks like. I don't care where it is. Take me there. And, you know, within two weeks, Chase worked out. I was like, whoa, like, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, whoa, this is, this is intense. This is like, this is really something else. And, um, you know, for, for a minute, I thought that that was the conducive circumstance for my success. Right. Um, and that not working out was like, okay. So then I was like, actually maybe COTM is that circumstance. Um, you know, when I go back and I, and I think about it, and the only reason I ask that is because I'm still not sure on the circumstance on what that is. I don't know if I'm in it or if I'm not, if it's coming, if it's already happened, I have no idea. You know, maybe the circumstance of going through and falling through chase was that, but you know, I look at it like this, you know, back when COTM was becoming an idea, I was asking for something that I was not ready for, but it was a situation where I knew it was going to force me to grow in ways that I was not ready to grow in and that I was going to have to attack things that I was not ready to attack and that I was going to have to literally become a completely new person in him. Um, and that that whole COTM idea, that is a force because us putting ourselves out here like this doesn't allow us to stop mm. without looking like a fraud. Yeah. And so therefore you have to keep going. It's like Peter stepping out of the, out of the boat. Mm-hmm. Oh man, come on. And, um, you know, so I, I feel like that is it, but I feel like there's multiple circumstances. So to follow up our weed episode, um, what I didn't mention in that episode was that I did present weed to God a long time ago. And like I said in the episode, obviously, if I am I able to identify that I'm so dependent on this, then there's already a problem in that. So I'm not neglecting that whatsoever. Um, but I did, you know, present God said, hey, like if this is wrong, if this is bad, if this is holding me back from being who I need to be, if this is getting in the way of you and I, all of these things, if that is happening remove this from my life make it obvious let me know like I don't care how you do it but let me know and um you know so we had our weed episode and um that had a lot in itself and within days of that um I go on Twitter and uh I went on D-Rock the videographer for Gary V I go on D-Rock's Twitter and he always shouts out people that need like videographers and they just need work they need creative people so he shouts those business owners out sometimes they get help sometimes they don't so this guy reaches out to him and um he goes oh hey like i need help telling the story of cannabis in california um you know i've asked you this multiple times maybe this time the right person will see it and if all of us know social media Nothing is in chronological order. So this is like a four or five day old tweet 
that I just happened to find on my timeline in very uneventful order. Um, and the guy's in Monterey, and he's, you know, and so and he presents that. And so I reach out to him. I said, hey, um, I know this was a couple of days ago. I don't know if you found anybody, um, but I'd love to talk, you know what I'm saying, and see what you're trying to do. Hook up a call with him, get on a call with him the next day. It turns into four different projects slash clients for my business. And um, and he's just like, yeah, like, do you, you know, it was literally a 10-minute phone call. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, do you want to come out to the farm, come see the company, things like that. Um, I can't put the company name in. So they're trying to brand themselves as the most transparent, um, see-through, right, um, company um, in California or in the nation or whatever. But, um, you know, and so... I can look at this two ways, and I can say, one, this is a test, and I have to turn this opportunity down. Seems like a pretty damn good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Nothing is sealed in stone yet, because I still have to go meet the guy physically, but, like, getting four clients off of, you know what I'm saying, off of just one tweet and a 10-minute phone call, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's something that I've pressed to God, mm-hmm. and it's something that we just talked about and, you know, felt that conviction on, um... You know, and I felt deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper levels of conviction with weed. And, you know, so I called, I called Jamal as soon as it happened. I'm like, dude, I don't know if like, I don't know if I need to turn this opportunity down based on what we just talked about with the whole weed and faith episode. Like, what do I really do here? And, you know, there's also the opposite sense of that. He is giving me the opportunity to start to develop my endurance to resistance, um, so that where I can go there and I can work for this guy and I can take videos and really dope shots of them smoking and being around them smoking and them offering me weed all the time, you know what I'm saying? Probably, right? Like, that's how it typically works out. Um, so am I going to be able to go there and say, oh, no, like, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not smoking right now. Do you, or think, God, do you think, I don't. I'm not saying tempting because God mm-hmm. for sure doesn't tempt us. That's just not that's correct. Not God is. Correct. So do you think? So to answer your question, I know, so in my heart of hearts, I feel like he's saying no. Yes, I'm not. You don't need to turn your eyes from this. You can do this, but you need to be very disciplined. Um, otherwise, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Basically. Um, and so, you know, I feel genuinely, I feel, um, an allowance from him. I feel like, no, it's okay. Like go ahead and do that. If that's what you want to do, I'm not giving you any no in this whatsoever. Um, and a lot of this company is not even the weed side of things. It's all the CBD and things like that. So, um, you know, so it is all the, their company model is not based off of the weed and the getting high and smoking. It's off of the ointments and the topicals and the treatments and um, things like that. So um, that don't get you high at all. So, you know, um, I mean, it's a little bit different. I would say this was just thing about to me. So a few years ago, I needed, I needed a car. I had nothing. I got in a car accident. I lost the car my brother gave me and I needed one. It sucked. You know, from bus to bus to bus, no cars, having two jobs there, it just sucks. It's a grind, you know, it is what it is. And I continued praying to God, and that was just what I needed. You know, I needed a car, I needed a car, I needed a car. But again, God's going to hear you, and he's going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. You may not be ready for it, but you ask, so you're going to get it. Yeah. 
give God all the praise and glory. I got that car, had a car payment, thought it was good for, you know, for, mm -hmm. for whatever it was. Yeah. Years passed by, I can't handle it. Yeah. But I did not see uh -huh. that this would happen. Correct. Years later. Mm -hmm. God for sure probably knew it. Yeah. But I continue praying for it. God, I need a car. I need a car. Mm -hmm. Okay, you need a car. There you go. You got it. Yeah. Let's see how. Let's see how you can handle <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A few years later, I lose it because I cannot handle. It. I can't yeah. handle the payments because I'm just in college. I I can't work. You know, right. basketball. I just can't do it. Yeah. I lose it. That sucks. That's one. Now two. Now that's on my credit. So now I got to knock that off. Yeah. So it's like. That was my fear, and no, that's my fear now. A little bit is. Me praying to God about something, God giving it to me, and I can't handle it. I can't handle the blessing that I'm, ask, that I'm asking for. Wow. I was going to say that makes me feel like you need to build your credit with God. Uh, because he's going to lend you things and resources mm -hmm. to use. Um, and you might use that money like a student loan. You might use that for something else, right? Um and, but he gave it to you for a very yeah. specific reason, and you went and you used that um, for something else. And so, you know, that it is what it is. But uh, you then received the response of, well, now you don't have enough funds to pay off that credit card because you didn't adequately use the resources mm -hmm. that he gave you. So now your credit is depreciating, and it's going to take multiple big and good actions mm -hmm to build that credit back up yeah. um, to where you have a bigger credit line. And it's mm -hmm. the same concept of God. I don't think he gives us a longer rope because he starts to trust us mm -hmm. more. I think he knows us so well that he knows how much rope to give us and how much not to. Yeah. Um, but he's still holding on to the other end. So mm -hmm. thank God for that. Beginning of the year, uh, I came across this verse first time I heard it. And I for sure think it is a... Uh, prophetic word for me going forward for the rest of the year for the vision awaits its appointed time it happens to it happens to the end it will not lie if it seems slow wait for it it will surely come it will not delay uh, and i and that is so uh habeka two three for people listening um i think it's it's so such a pivotal verse that I can apply to a lot of things. Um, I really feel like God has called me to wait for a lot of things. And when you feel called to wait for a lot of things, uh, living in the Silicon Valley, that is a very uh, frustrating place to be. It's a very nerve-wracking place to be. Mm -hmm. um, so, to answer your question of unanswered prayers um, I would apply that verse to anything that I haven't seen answered yet um, just because of I know that it's in its due time mm -hmm. and like right now I, I'm praying that I can get my own spot um, to, to live in but it might be it probably is a situation of like what Johnny was just talking about mm -hmm. that I can't afford to even have that spot and it's more of like even if I bless you with a spot um, with a with a cheap payment with all the things that you're trying to do physically that you need to take care of your body body wise mm -hmm. of you need to be living in a, in a space where you don't have to pay rent at all and that's what I have I literally have that right now um, and it's 
it takes me to to a place of of being humble when I think about prayers that haven't been answered because it forces me outside of my perspective and into God's of God sees the big picture of what he hasn't given you and why he hasn't given you and it takes me into a thought process of I don't need to know the reason why mm -hmm. I just need to keep walking and doing what he's called me to do exactly um, I think uh, a lot of times you know we so one first off he already has the answer before the question is asked he already has the answer before the praise mm -hmm. and the prayer mm -hmm. is brought um, yes, he's waiting for you to initiate that conversation, um, but he is already prepared and knows and is ready for what you're about to bring him. That being said, um, the other piece is that a lot of times we don't know why God is doing certain things because we don't understand what is required for that prayer mm -hmm. that we asked for. So, you know, we're thinking, okay, God, I want to be a, I want to own my own marketing agency and uh, I want to make $100,000 a year so that I can survive here in the Silicon Valley. Okay, that's great. We're going to get there maybe one day, but there's a, a lot of things that we need to do in order to get there. Therefore, there's probably a lot of circumstances in that gap that might not feel like they're in my favor, but that they're required to get to that position. Jamal, if I ever am going to give you the opportunity to play in the NFL, I need to give you time to learn how to take care and listen to your body so that you don't get hurt like you did before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in that time in college, in high school, God, why is this happening? Why am I getting hurt? So that you'll understand later when you have a better opportunity. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to give you that whole opportunity the very first time because you're going to F it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're not ready for it. You are going to mess it up. Therefore, he has to give you small things that you can mess up that are not going to be so detrimental to what you're actually trying to accomplish. With... <laughs> so, you know, my dream is to one day I'm just... Just speaking. Mm -hmm. I'm just going out. I'm speaking. I'm speaking to kids' lives. I'm speaking in high school. I'm speaking to college. I can just see it. You know, whether it's on mental toughness or anything. Whether it is, I'm speaking. I already know what's going to happen. It's already put in place. I see it as being watered already. Right. And I keep speaking those things out into existence. It's like, God, like, give me that valley. I can see myself. I'm always I'm always envisioning I'm going to be at valley soon speaking. Yeah. And that, then I'm going to be in college speaking, but valley, mm -hmm. that's the main point. I'm going to be in valley speaking at chapel. I'm going to be doing something. Uh, right. And it's like, God, can I, can I, can I just get it? Yeah. Like, can I have Sharonberg or somebody already hit me up? Yeah. And it's just like, no, you're going to wait. You're going to go speak at Achiever first. Yeah. Because that was your middle school. They're young and that's a starting point. Yeah. I'm like, it's cool, you know. Right. I really want to get to Valley. Right. I get there, I speak, mm -hmm. and I absolutely love it. And now I actually, you know, I had so many people just look at me, and it's like, now I'm actually envisioning. It's like, God, now I know why yeah. you did this. Yeah. Because yeah. my confidence is going to build. Now they want me to speak to them again. Yeah. Now my confidence is going to build. Right. Wow. Valley's asking me to coach. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a door. Yeah. That's a door in. Come on. So what are you going to do now, God? Yeah. So it's like, small beginnings mm -hmm. those god is going to do something amazing in those small beginnings if we can accept those small beginnings correct because usually god gives us something small you know no johnny go ahead and have this no god i don't want that 
okay, go ahead, then have this. Mm-hmm. And then, then, we'll see, then we'll see what you do with it. Right. And it's like, you just... Um, so when I was in Little League, um, <clears throat> I started baseball at five. I played on like the farm system from five to seven. And then between farm and majors, there's a system called minors, um, which is like seven to like 10 year olds that are not quite ready for majors, which is like eight to like 12. Um, that's right before like middle school, right? So that's like the, those are like the, those juicy years right there. That's like the last of it, but all those kids are, they're pretty damn good now. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I skipped minors completely. My dad gave me the opportunity. He's like, look, you can go play with your friends and minors or you can come play with these kids. And I was seven, not even eight yet. So I was like nowhere near like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's a there's a minimum requirement that each player has to play one defensive inning and one at bat. So I had to get played at some point. They would stick me in the outfield and like put me at the bottom of the order. You know what I'm saying? So because I wasn't good enough yet. Um, but those guys were, my team that I was on was so good. We won the championship every year. Um, and so, you know, once I was 10 and 11, um, Malcolm, Joe and Josh Molina, people like that, they, our team started to rebuild cause all those older guys were gone. So, you know, you know, Daniel Carrillo, he was on that team and he's three years older than us. Dude, he was so bro. He was so damn good. It was incredible watching him play. Yeah. But anyways, um, my last year in that was 12. So 11, um, I'm pitching in the championship. The bases are loaded. Um, it's a tie game, and I'm pitching with the bases loaded, right? So um, I remember like I threw two perfectly good pitches, and he called them balls. Right, and so basically, long story short, is that I walked in the winning run. He didn't get a hit. There was nothing. I walked the guy, and they scored the winning run just off of that. And I didn't even realize what was happening until my dad started walking towards me on the mound when their team's all cheering and like I knew I I knew they were cheering because the the run got scored, but I didn't realize that the game was over. You know what I'm saying? And that's when it clicked, and then I started crying. I was like, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, holy crap. Anyways, I bring that to mention that, you know, sometimes, like, for people that are blessed and successful and very natural and gifted, there's nothing more you need than to lose something that you should have not lost in the first place. And so there is no better way to drive into a competitor than to take something away like that. And so when I went back next year, I pitched the entire championship. We won the game, said and done, signed deal. That being said, with the Chase situation, there was no reason that I should have failed that exam. And me losing the opportunity that I asked for, there was nothing worse than that. So that was exactly what I needed to get my mind right, to get my energy right, to start to go in the area that I needed to go into so that the next time I'm in a championship game, I will do what I need to do. Pray Uh, for the click. Oh, my gosh. Pray for there's a click in the in the the mentality of somebody who who wants it bad and who really needs to drive something home. Oh, my 
freaking gosh, Rudy, I love you. The funny thing is that and the enemy will do as much as he can to not get that click. Because mm. when we get that click, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. When the, when the, like, it's just, when, gosh, when you have so many things ahead of you, and things are just going, the devil's going to do so many things to try to just get you just to come back. Mm -hmm. Because he knows once we pass that threshold, mm -hmm. it is a wrap. We're putting our foot on his head. Yes. It, you know, it's done. Like, it's done. Up. <laughs> it's, 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 it's done. Oh and I, and I, I think all of us, every single one of us, have that in us. Yeah. We just have to be hungry for it. Yeah. No. No. We just have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. We just have to ask God for it. Mm -hmm. God, what is it? What's inside of me? Yeah. Who am I when I look at you? Yeah. Show me who I. Show me who I am. Mm. That's good. Mm. That's really good. Wow. Are we asking God to show us who we are, or are we trying to figure it out and bring these bits and pieces to God? Well, God, I thought it was this. God, I thought it was this. And remove all the clutter. Remove all the clutter. If you want to hear directly from God, tell you exactly who you are. Because when he does that, that's a part of the click too. Because now you're starting to freaking run directly towards the purpose, the path that he's made clear for you. And that's why I think we need to cover the J. Cole album. Because his point in putting out what he put out on the day that he put it out yeah. was to attack the people that are misusing these things. Yeah. And he's specifically saying, he literally said it, meditate don't medicate. I'm speaking specifically to the people that are uncomfortable in their own skin. If you're mm. uncomfortable in your own skin, then you can't present your true vulnerable self to God. Jeez. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's what it that's what it comes down to. You need to remove that clutter. You need to remove all these things because you have to present yourself as yourself. Yes, come as you are, and He's gonna understand that. You know, and if you being if you being high is the best chance you have at being completely vulnerable then that's a starting point. Um, but don't be satisfied with that. Yeah. Um, and re remind me to talk to you offline about that, just about just that yeah. specifically, being uncomfortable in your own skin. Yeah. I remember literally saying that phrase to uh, a friend of mine who, um, I'm not going to name on here, but just saying that phrase to them, and they just didn't get it. It just literally just didn't get it and I'm like and I'm pointing out different characteristic flaws I'm not trying to judge them uh -huh. I'm trying to show them like bro like there's things where you get into situations uh -huh. where you're just uncomfortable uh -huh. and it, for no reason right for absolutely no reason like there's nothing that somebody else did to put you in an uncomfortable situation it's literally coming out of you um, so like you there's something that you need to address uh -huh. so you can be in a proper state of just being like okay with who you are mm -hmm. and if you can't be okay with who you are you just said it you can't really come to God and hear from God there's no way because you're not being the person that he called you to be if you didn't if you're not being the person he called you to be how are you ex how are you expected to to walk in man you know I mean, we're going around in circles here but y'all get the point <laughs> <laughs> you get the point um, what we do is how about we we don't have anything else on we'll have let's do Jekyll next Cool. I can take this week to lock it in. Yeah, I mean we can do that as a direct response to this um, to this episode. Yeah, um, I think it's definitely relevant for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and we want to do it while it's still trending, obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I was. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Take this whole week to listen to it, just like you did for them. Yes, yes, sir.
Yes, sir. Oh, man. Dear God, I thank you for this day. Um, I thank you for bringing us back together. I thank you for the sound of your voice and the many mediums that you use to reach out to us. And, um, Lord, I just pray that we just become vulnerable and humble and we just realize that our way is not going to work. And I pray for the people right now that are listening that are going to ride their way until there is no other option. And I pray for them, Lord, that they can see that they can turn that around before they get to that last option. And they don't have to wait until the last straw is broken to ask for you. They can do it now. And um, I just pray that they know that they're looking for a very specific reason and you have the answer for them even if they haven't asked you yet, Father. And I just thank you for being with us and I thank you for working in us and I thank you for just what we do here with COTM. And um, I pray that we come off genuine and that your word translates through us, Father, and that they can hear you through us, see you through us, taste you through us, feel you through us, etc. And um, I just honestly can't thank you enough. I could say thank you a million times and that would be enough of a prayer, Father. So thank you times a million. I love you. We love you. We're here for you. Give us your will. We will follow it. I just thank you for the choice that we get to decide on our own. Because it's our own time, our own race, our own journey. And yeah, we might need other people to bounce feedback off of. But at the end of the day, we need it within our own selves, Lord. And that's why we have to be comfortable in our own skin. And we have to be okay with alone time. We have to be okay with silence so that we can hear you, Father. Allow us to overflow on empty, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Last thing, I swear last thing, but you started off the prayer with thank you for the sound of your voice. Um, and I was telling somebody today, because um, the, the message that he, he heard today in, in church, it was really, uh, it really tugged at him really hard. And he was telling him, like, bro, like, I feel like I need to do this situation and I really don't want to do it. And but it, and I was starting to explain to him, yeah, well, you know, I think you should really do this. And, and he was like, no, bro, like, you don't understand. Like, like, I've never heard God, like, louder in my life than I do right now. And I was like, whoa. Mm. Um, well, let's take a step back then, because nine times out of ten, what God when God speaks to you, it's a it's a subtle whisper, it's a prompting, mm-hmm. like in your spirit. And if you felt like it's louder than it's ever been before, nine times out of ten, it's probably because you've walked past some stop signs that you were supposed to stop at and turn the other way, mm-hmm. and now you're getting close to the edge and you're about to go off. Like if you don't listen to this prompting about mm-hmm. what it is and the situation that he was talking to me about, like uh, it, it, it's not going to end well. It's really not going to end well. And he, he didn't go, I'm not going to go into detail, but he started to talk about like, yeah, like I started to get visions about how badly this is going to end if mm-hmm. I don't do it this way. And it wasn't like, uh, like I was like, my imagination was running wild. Like mm-hmm. it was so realistic yeah. about how badly this is going to end. And so for anybody out there who's like heard our podcast and they've felt prompted to do things and you just haven't done it yet, I, I would um, plead to you on this episode of hearing God. Like if you've heard and felt the promptings of God, like at some point it it's not going to it's not going to get um, at some point God's going to let you walk off the edge to teach you a lesson. And we would rather you not walk off the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
uh, please respond. Respond to God. You don't have to respond to us. You don't have to send us a DM or anything, but respond to him because he's the one who's, who's truly in love with you. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Hmm. Um, Bleacher Report did a 420 special um, for NBA players and NFL players talking about the use of marijuana wow. during the season and things like that, wow. and then trying to push for that. And so Al Harrington, one of the former uh, Warriors players, he was talking, and he was like, he was saying that his grandma, you know, has really bad glaucoma and, like, a couple other things, so she just has this crazy eye pain constantly. Jeez. So he goes, Grandma, why don't you just, you know, smoke some weed? She goes, Reefer? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She takes a couple hits, right? couple minutes later, he's talking to her because she's crying. He's like, Grandma, what's wrong? She's like, I'm healed. She's like, I haven't been able to read my Bible in three years. Jeez. And now I can finally do that. Wow. So I was just like, oh, man. Wow. Like, yeah, wow. so. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, well, what you using it for? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would, um, I would, I'm going to, I'm going to leave.